0: i'm rachel true
1: and i'm trent venegas
0: and you're listening to quoting gene roddenberry
1: the hundred day podcast that celebrates what would have been the hundredth birthday of that guy that created star trek
0: each day between now and the end of our podcast
1: august 19th
0: one of star trek's biggest icons
1: or celebrity fans
0: or both will be quoting gene roddenberry
1: then we're going to take a deep dive into why we think this sci-fi legend still has a lot to say to the world
0: star trek's own jillian Vigman. i am most proud of the fact that i live life as fully as i can
1: so as you heard that quote was read by star trek lower decks actress jillian Vigman, and i have the extreme pleasure of welcoming back our guest host this week the lovely oscar-nominated screenwriter josh olson
2: hello thank you i don't think i've ever been described as lovely before so
0: Lovely and delightful. I find you very lovely, Josh. Put that on a shirt, Josh.
1: Yes.
2: Um, Yes, I will. I will, I will. Uh,
1: Okay, so who wants to jump in with this? um, You know what? I'm going to jump in on this. Because when I heard this, when I read this quote, and then when I uh, watched Jillian uh, read it, and knowing that it came from Gene, like, I don't know what this says about me, but I absolutely adhere to this uh, mentality. I... Definitely try to live my life to the fullest every single day. Uh, it's not easy every single day. It's not something that I did my whole entire life. It's something that I learned as I matured. Uh, but I was very fortunate to, uh, I had a very successful blog back in the day that allowed me to work for myself. I could write what I wanted, I could write when I wanted, and I was able to uh, just exercise the pleasure principle every single day. And I was so grateful for that. It taught me so much about being, you know, just aware of how lucky I was in that situation. Now, that's obviously not the case for everybody and everybody, you know, And there, I've definitely had my dark times, but I found that the practice of living my life You know, I I try to have fun and I try to have fun in every single thing that I do. I, you know, I think I'm funny. I might not always be funny. I'm a terrible singer, but I still love to sing. Uh, I love going to concerts. I love going out. I love hanging out with my friends. If I can make whatever I'm doing fun, I'm definitely going to do it. And it has just, I don't know. Listen, I... It's just made my life I'm so much more I'm a black
0: chick can so I'm with you on that one. It's like the great tragedy <laughs> of my life. So other than that, I would say I, w- I do live my life to the fullest, but I was kind of attributed mm-hmm. to that, to my immense immaturity, you know, that gives me a certain joie de vivre mm-hmm. for living. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, this is a deeper quote. Like, if you just look at it on the surface, it could be a little platitude-y, frankly, right? I am mm-hmm. most proud of the fact mm-hmm. that I live my life as fully as I can. But what is that really mean. I would say I didn't actually understand that in terms of my own life until fairly recently. Like uh, when I was coming up, I was Mm -hmm. like, listen, I wanted to be an actor since I was a small kid. My stepmom was a Broadway actress. And I remember crying myself to sleep after a Hardy Boys episode, not Mm. because I wanted to marry Joe Hardy, which I did, but because I wasn't already in (laughs) Hollywood being an actress. That's why I was crying. Mm -hmm. And you know, I write about this in my, um, it's a, I wrote a Jungian psychology based tarot book, right? And so even if you don't like woo woo tarot stuff, it's really just a way to break down your own hero's journey, a la Joseph Campbell. And look mm-hmm. at it. And, and in writing the book, you know, it, I had to dissect my own life before I had to get correct with it so I could write this book. Meaning, there were parts of my life where I wasn't living as fully, you know? And coming out of the book when I realized, one of the things I wanna do to live a fuller life, because I've always been like, Oh, uh, I, I, I am a performer, and I can't let anything get in the way, and that includes heartbreak and all this stuff. And what I've realized mm-hmm. to live my life to the fullest, there are some things you can only do in concert with another person. So I'm very interested in getting maybe married before I die, and um, you know, really living fully. Mm-hmm. Would you? You're married, Josh. Do you feel like your union probably made your life fuller? Correct.
2: Uh, is she listening? And- <laughs> my 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 wife does not like horror films, but other than that um yeah I, it's such a tough thing and 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 I struggle all the time with you know I mean, i'm a writer first, which means i think um i'm 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 just a dour fucker and it it somehow has always been hard for me to sort of recognize for very long when good things are happening and i mm-hmm. i really have it as sort of you know Tried to create a life for myself where, uh, not in a not in a sociopathic way, not in a way that where it's all about me, but where I'm where I'm only ever doing things that I find in some way, shape, or form fulfilling or enriching. And um, uh-huh. that doesn't mean starting a business that makes lots of money. Although sometimes I wish I had that in me because that would make life easier. I think. But it's. Are it's- you an
0: isolationist, Josh?
2: You mean by life or?
0: Or yeah, in your life. No, no, I'm actually, nice- I'm
2: actually one of those. I'm, I'm, I'm for a writer, especially. I'm pretty outgoing, but you know, I really enjoy like to be living life as fully as I can. The first thing I think is, as long as I get three nights a week where we're just hanging out and watching movies in our pajamas, that seems pretty. And and at least one That's of those is with friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But in terms of work, yeah, I've just, I, you know, because writing isn't one of those jobs. You just, you just don't by nature, it's like, it's not one of those jobs that you can separate from your life. Mm -hmm. It's not like I can go have a nine to five job and then focus on my life. It's all consuming. And I have just sort of half consciously made the decision to only do things professionally and work-wise that, that I'm passionate about. And you'd be surprised, or maybe you wouldn't by how many people don't, by how many people are off doing work that they don't care about. I mean, in our business. Right. Yeah. And I, honest to God, I, I really actually You know, when I was a younger person, I would look at something, I don't know what, you know, it's like, think like a Transformers movie. I'm like, I have no idea how I could write that. I couldn't possibly Mm -hmm. write that, but somebody can. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Right. That was someone
0: living their life to the fullest, quite possibly. It's possible, but it's also in my
2: mind, it's like somebody like me, but who was able to get over their antipathy and write it anyway. Listen,
0: making a lot of money can be living your life to the fullest. That's true, too. If that's your goal, by the way. I found
2: myself just enough times in those situations and been miserable that I realized that, like, in terms of the long term, um, and just on a mercenary level, too, in terms of money coming in in the future, I'm better off not focusing on that entirely because mm-hmm. I will burn out. and Which is why I write weird stuff like, you know, I, I did the same week, my old agent still gives me grief. Years ago, the same week, I turned down a giant studio project that I just had no, it just didn't connect to at all. Uh, I, I wrote, I think I got $7,500 to write a 10-minute Batman cartoon. And I'm, I'm still to this day, I'm like, yeah, that was the better
1: decision. That's awesome. You know?
0: you know what? You bring up a really good point, though, in what you were saying before about, Taking a second to enjoy, right? Because, because when I, I always equate it to tarot, there's a card called the Wheel of Fortune. And I always say the very moment that you're like, I'm on top, you're already sliding down, yeah. people. Yeah. I think we'd all agree with that, right? Mm-hmm. I
2: think there's, there's, uh, I, I do envy people who are able to hold on to that longer. You know, I think of sort of amazing moments in my life and,
0: Well, you can stretch in slow time. So even if you're only on the top of that wheel for a moment, right? Right. That's the time to slow time down, even if it's just three seconds. Yeah, Yeah, go
2: ahead.
1: Now, I was gonna say, in my experience, I never expected what I did. You know, I just, I started writing a blog in college just for fun. This was before blogs were even a thing. They weren't even a word blog yet. And I thought, oh, this is cool. Like I I, I did it for, for for myself. I decided to write about things that I knew would inspire me to want to write every single day. So I'm a big fan of pop culture. So I would write about TVs, TV shows and concerts that I went to. My friends, it was very me centered in that I was writing about the things that I enjoyed. I never expected it to last five years. Then it was 10 years. Then it was 12 years. And I was able to stretch it for much longer than I thought that I would be able to. And I can honestly tell you that I loved every single second of it. That's not to say that I didn't have problems along the way, heartbreak. I went through the worst a uh, heartbreak of my life and I blogged about it. It was really, really painful. But when I look back and I look at that time, I can honestly say that I did everything that I wanted to do on my own terms and I lived for every second of it.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think that's important. And I think our culture places so much emphasis on simply, um, uh, and, and it, both psychologically and materially, on on financial success. And obviously you need to make money to live. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I find that I've sort of gotten, um, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. You know, I do a couple of podcasts that I really, you know, I do because I enjoy them. I could, I could, I could write you a check for every penny I've made off both of them combined. and You guys could <laughs> maybe have lunch together and I am as excited and sometimes more excited to be doing that than to be writing. You know, I've got a TV show on Netflix that I'm writing and it's great and I love it. But I don't distinguish between the two when I sit down and put the work into it. It's not like, oh, well, this is just my dopey podcast. We, you know, this is my it's like they all make me happy. So I, I guess that's it. It's just, you know, and, and I know that when I sit back consciously, I go, Jesus, I'm lucky. But, but
0: that's a, such a good point that you bring up about it's not because people I think today it's so easy to equate. If you work hard, you get a lot of money and you're successful. That's an old paradigm. It's not actually true. Plenty of plenty yeah. yeah. of mofos work hard and don't get jacks yeah. right yeah. Or they make a lot and they're miserable. But I'm saying there's a lot of people out there who are working just as hard as anyone else and they're making $2 an hour, $5 an hour, you know? Um, So it doesn't always equate to success is my point. But I know some of my most gratifying moments have been like gardening. I love digging in the dirt with my hands and gardening and planting and seeing something come up. And that's simple, right? It's nature. But to me, gardening, taking the time to garden is living my life to the fullest, frankly. So it's a quote that could be many things things, not just, I'm a successful this.
2: I remember hearing a story, God, it's so weird, I like, vividly, I remember the car I was driving, I remember the intersection I was at, I was listening to this news story on the radio about five or six years ago, and it was, uh, uh, the newscaster was reading a story about a school teacher, someone in the Midwest had just won the lottery for millions and millions of dollars, and this teacher had taken the money Plowed almost all of it back into uh, the, the, the school system she worked wow. in, to buy books and stuff for her Aww. kids, wow. a little bit in the bank, and went back to work on Monday. And this newscaster wow. is laughing at her, like, what? Who? What, what kind of – and I'm going, you know what? You're telling me more about yourself than you are yep. about this. Woman. Thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. That teacher so is cute. happy, and you're fucking miserable. Yep. <laughs>
0: People out yep. themselves all the time yeah, all because the that's time. something I've that's something I do on Instagram now. I'm like, you know, whatever that statement is, says so much more about you yeah. than me. Or what I've learned is you're not comfortable with boundaries, yeah. you know, or whatever it is. It is a statement on them. Yeah. So that's another good I mean, way. Know, if I had a, a billion,
2: if I want a billion dollars tomorrow, I would still write scripts. I would still do my donkey mm-hmm and, you know, I don't know, maybe I'd have somebody drive me around instead of driving myself, but...
0: (laughs) (laughs) I would have that, too. I have found, as someone who's a performer, mostly, but uh, I really enjoyed writing, right? I really enjoyed living in my own head to the point that I was like, you need to go do something else now. Mm -hmm. Do you ever get trapped in your own head of happiness, Josh or Trent? Like, stuck in your own... Your own okay, it's just me. Fine, no, but no, your no. Own
1: head. <laughs> I absolutely get what you're saying. Um. So uh, you know, after I wrote, you know, for 12 years, and I could see the writing on the wall. I could see that social media was changing the way that traffic was happening online. People were more interested in the immediacy of social media than a daily, you know, reading on on a laptop computer. So I was able to, you know, sell my site, cash out, and then I was like, well, what now? And I love, still, still love pop culture. I love entertainment. And I realized I'd spent 12 years writing about television and I had no idea how it was made. Now, I had no idea. I'd been on sets before, but as a guest, you know, they put you in a green room and they, you know, it's all of that. But that's not what making television is. You don't want You mean know. the
0: Hoover Vacuum? You
1: really don't want Sorry. <laughs> <know.
0: laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, you want to know how the Hoover Vacuum Hour runs? Well,
1: see, now I do because now I am a, I'm a TV producer. So I started, so I was like, well, I need to figure out how how TV's made. I just wanted to see it. I just I just I had no idea it was going to be another career for me. I started PAing on a TV show. Long story short, three years later, and now I'm a, a TV producer for Rally TV. So
0: that's amazing. Yeah. And when and when I wrote the book, we had 22 memoir, personal memory essays in there too. And I realized. Uh, I really liked writing, mm-hmm. um, you know, the nonfiction part of the tarot was really hard to write and, and gratifying, but I kind of liked the format of essayists. Like that made me uh, feel like I was kind of living my life fully. Anyway, Josh, any words of wisdom for people who would like to live their life even fuller before we wrap up? Oh, well I do up? have
2: one actually great piece of advice, but I was going to say, the trend, you know, you made me think, it's like part of it is how you think about it too, because I sort of, you know, I I was going to college in Philadelphia and I had the tiniest hint of an opportunity to come work in a movie in LA. And I just mm. dropped everything packed and came out mm-hmm. here and started as a PA. Mm-hmm. But I guess I kind of wish I had been more conscious of the fact that I was, yeah. I'm pursuing a dream. It just sort of felt like this is a thing I got to do because I'm not good at anything else. And I think <laughs> your perspective matters. But here's, here's my advice, a little bit towards how to live your life to the fullest every three months and almost Anybody who has the facility to listen to this has the facility to do what I'm about to describe. Every three months, go to Target, buy yourself 20 pairs of brand new socks. Come home, throw away all your old socks. <laughs> you have no idea. Nothing makes me feel more like a truly rich man than, than 20 pairs of brand new socks in a closet every couple of months.
1: I love that advice. I wish I
2: wasn't
0: old enough to agree because I bought myself like 30 pairs of underwear. I was like, oh, I'm rich.
1: <laughs> <Brian>?
0: <laughs> I want to thank you guys for joining us. Uh, Josh Olson, who is an Oscar and BAFTA nominated screenwriter. We've had a blast having you here this week. Thank you. It's been fun. Any wrap up thoughts, Trent? Uh,
1: just uh, the, the one thing that kept resonating with me as we were talking was just how lucky are we that Gene actually lived his life so fully that he was able to create a universe that just has continued to expand since the first day that he put pen to paper and will continue to grow and and expand and and inspire people around the globe maybe in the future around the universe who knows like how lucky are we yep.
0: if you guys want to catch the quotes um the video of the quotes you can check out the ronberry social media pages whether instagram twitter or facebook thanks for joining